welcome to SOCAP's In the Know podcast, a series offering consumer affairs professionals a look into the minds of industry experts as we discuss emerging trends to ensure that you are remaining in the know. I'm your host, Matt Galinsky. Joining me is my colleague, Tanisha Johnson. And our guest today is Jason Rosser from Jackbirds. Jason, thank you for being with us. Thanks, guys. So uh, just to start off, can you uh, just describe your uh, role within JackThreads, uh, what you do, what your title is? Sure. So at JackThreads, I'm the head of customer experience operations. Uh, as such, I measure and manage the customer experience, um, which we're going to talk about uh, today. Uh, the, I, I manage and oversee the customer service team, the social media engagement team. Um, the fraud prevention team rolls up to me and uh, recently started managing the warehouse and distribution center operations. And uh, you recently gave a presentation at the annual conference. Um, would you like to say what the title is and uh, what your session was? Sure. It was uh, Net Promoter System, The Jack Threads Journey. And so really what we wanted to do was to explore um, you know, how we came to the decision to use Net Promoter to measure the customer experience and then talk about how we used it as a system to uh, improve our customer experience over time and some of the hurdles we ran into, how we kind of got started uh, quickly with uh, you know some tools available, some low-cost tools that were available because we had a, a very small budget, and um, then how we grew as the program matured and, and some of the results that we've seen from launching the program. And, uh, and we also covered some of the, say, the techniques, um, how we interact with individual customers, and uh, some of the reporting we use and how we think of using Net Promoter to, to drive our customer experience. Okay. And for people who couldn't actually make it to the annual conference, uh, what, uh, what takeaways would you uh, want them to take away from your session? So I think the biggest um, by far is, you know, a lot of people use, are, are, are in quotation marks, doing NPS. And when I was deciding what metric we should use, I actually, you know, I bumped into a lot of these people and it made me nervous because as people were quote unquote doing NPS, what I learned was they were doing a survey or they had a score, but they weren't driving transformation in their business. And so, you know, when I, when I came across this concept uh, that it's a net promoter system where you're really, of course you need the score, right? And you need a survey to get the score. Um, those are fundamental, but you're really trying to drive transformation, uh, both on the ground uh, with you know one-on-one -on -one interactions with customers and closing the loop. So if someone takes a survey and they say something negative, you're you're working with them to retain that customer. Uh, but also that all kind of works together, and you can then see trends that are happening and take those larger trends to area managers to say, hey, did you know that this shirt uh, isn't holding up as well as uh, we may have thought it would from a design perspective or to the, the, the manager responsible for shipping. Hey, uh, customers in this zone aren't getting their packages as quickly as they think they should be. Um, really making those strategic changes. So I think that that's one of the biggest things I, I talk about is how do you make this a system and not just a score? Um, because I think that's one of the traps that um, many um, operators get in, which is they create this thing, but uh, and it's great, and you now have a metric, but it's not driving change, which is really the goal of the program. The other thing that we cover is um, I've seen a, another trap, and, and we've fallen into this sometimes, uh, where it becomes about the fancy report, it becomes about the analytics, it becomes about segmenting customers, um, which is great, 
But what we've learned is, is actually, in terms of driving change, it's actually just as important, maybe even more important, to quickly get um, insights to area managers so that they can make changes. The idea being, if you have a merchant, uh, for example, who is making decisions every day about what product to buy, what product to discontinue, what category to explore, they are already there are already multiple inputs that they're getting. So they're looking at sales, they're looking at returns, they're looking at uh, market research, and uh, I think the trap that sometimes folks fall into is I've got to have this perfect report. No, you just need to be one more extension. You need to be one more branch of the tree to that area manager. And so what we found is these really fast tidbits t tend to uh, be uh, useful to area managers, and then they come back, and we see them coming back to us asking us, hey, we're noticing sales are soft in this one area. Sales are really good in this one area. What are you guys hearing in the NPS data? Um, so it's really, you know, that that's one big learn that we had, and I explored a little bit in uh, the, the session. Great. Um, I'm kind of curious, because I think that's something that um, a number of companies and organizations struggle with in terms of recording the NPS data, right, but not really using it to their advantage to make some of the changes. And so just out of curiosity, were there any particular improvements that you noticed right away after making some of the strategic changes you've made as a result of the data you were collecting? Absolutely. So, um, you know, we were seeing in the data that there were certain brands uh, that were dragging down uh, our score. Um, mm -hmm. And so working with um, the executive team, we made some changes. Uh, and what brands we would carry, uh, working with the head head of merchandising, um, and again, uh, they were seeing they were seeing indicators of that and other uh, data that they had um, in terms of repeat purchase and things of that nature. Another great example uh, was just with our shipping to the West Coast. We're based in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Our our warehouse is so shipping to the West Coast is a challenge just from a geographic distribution, and um, so. We we actually changed our shipping profile um, with our carrier, and uh, which was very an expensive investment, um, and we saw a huge lift in our NPS. It it went up about six points uh, wow. in in less than a quarter. Yeah, so that's amazing. <laughs> okay, um. but one one important thing there, um, and I think this is. This is just as important as getting people data quickly is getting executive support. So when when you're dealing one-on-one -on -one with customers and you're making sure that some guy that that maybe is a detractor, you want to keep him, um, you're doing that one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, customer service teams are really good at that, right? That's great. That's what we do every day. But if you're looking to make a big strategic change, something like investing in, in expensive shipping, uh, that type of allocation of resources is only going to happen if you have executive support. And so okay. I think that is like that is one of the big ahas for us too was the moments where we had uh, buy-in from from our executive team to make changes are the changes that we were seeing in the NPS data. Um, mm -hmm. When we saw when we uh, had their support and we made those changes, those are the biggest wins. The other ones where we're on the ground day by day working with customers are important and we're committed to those, but the big wins have came when we're, uh, we, make, we make big strategic changes, like mm -hmm. adding a new brand, getting rid of a brand, 
or um, changing our shipping profile. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, when approaching the decision makers, they, they want to see the facts. They want to see numbers, right? So you can't just go in with an argument without something to back that up, right? So Yeah, and, and what's amazing is that none of these were surprises to the contact center. Um, these are things that the customer service team had been bringing up for uh, months, in some cases, you know, a year or two. And uh, it, it, what's interesting is that the data really helped us say, have a peg to say, hey, there's a thing here. We were really able to amplify the data we saw in MPS with the data that's coming through the contact center, so, which makes right. a ton of sense. Right, right. Great, okay, and just a final question for you. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on um, what you're thinking about the future of, of digital consumer care. Right? Where, where do you think we're heading in regards to that, and what kinds of trends have you been noticing? So I've, I've been talking about and won't stop talking about mobile. Um, and specifically, you know, brands uh, creating parity between desktop and tablet and mobile so that whatever experiences, and certainly they have to be contextual, but what experience, whatever experiences you're creating in desktop, it's, it's crazy to wait for such a long period of time to create that experience on mobile. Um, we know that customers are walking around with uh, their phones as their co-pilots in life, and so creating uh, ways for them to serve themselves, creating really quick pipelines for them to get a hold of uh, customer service uh, is really important. So um, I call it kind of service everywhere. Like we're we're thinking about anywhere a customer wants to be supported, how do we find a way to support them in in, in that channel? So. Um, of course we do email, of course we do Twitter, uh, but texting and Instagram, and we're, we're exploring now like what it looks like to do customer service in Snapchat. We haven't launched that, but we know that's where customers are, and it makes sense that eventually they'll want to be supported there. Um, so yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're all in from a service channel perspective, and I think that's, that's where customers expect you to be, and so we're just trying to be there as quickly as we can. That's a great one. Like I actually forgot my phone at home the other day and felt like I I lost my right arm. Like it was just like amazing. Like I don't know what we did before cell phones. <laughs> yeah, it's I've done it. It it creates it creates so much anxiety when when you don't have it. And the um it's it's created an interesting uh, conundrum I think because we're having to redefine how uh, the game is played. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like, it's obvious when you are sitting at your desktop and you chat in with a customer, or, or you chat, you're a customer and you chat in with a business, you expect them to reply within, you know, like 15 or 20 seconds. That's obvious, right. and, and we know we know those roles. Uh, and so, 70% you know, of our traffic is through mo our mobile apps, and so, you know, when you go onto our Apple app. Um, you, the Jack the Reds app, you're able to chat with us for the, there for sure. And that's chat. But um, what's interesting is text is that's really a new way to engage with a brand and the rules haven't necessarily been written about what's right, right? Do, like if you text a brand, do you expect them to respond in 20 seconds or do you expect them to respond in a day, well, we know a day is too long, but we don't know if 20 seconds is, is that really a realistic expectation. So um, we've started to write some of our own rules for this book, if you will, um, mm -hmm. but it's been interesting because they're business challenges that we haven't had to operationalize for a lot of other channels 
for quite some time, really since the beginning of, of social media hit. So uh, it's a new frontier. Great. That's interesting. And I hope we'll have a chance to get an inside look at some of your developments there. At hopefully at a, another SOCAP conference coming up. So um, I'm sure we'll stay tuned for that. Um, but great. Thank you so much, Jason. I totally appreciate your time. Um, Matt, did you want to go ahead and close us out? Did Thanks for the opportunity, for guys. This has been a lot of fun. It was a great experience to present, and uh, you know everybody was um, super engaged in, in terms of the audience, and it was great to follow up with people afterwards about the content. Um, we're still learning, and I learned uh, from people who are already doing this. So uh, thanks for the opportunity. Perfect. I'm so happy you got as much out of this as folks did from your session. So great. Thanks. Okay, this has been SoCaps in the No podcast. Uh, we just talked to Jason Rosser from Jack Bridge. Uh, Jason, thank you for being with us. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time.